talking? Like two hours. I don't know. Did we actually get to the things that we wanted to talk about? Well, I that's the beauty so. of curiosity. We talked about traffic. We talked about yeah. John Mayer. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> most importantly, you were in a you were in a Thai prison for a period oh, of time. Oh shit. Uh, I don't think I've talked about that on another podcast. <laughs> you guys might get the first break here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. No, I have talked about it on the podcast. I'm lying, but yeah, I think I yeah I was. And so, like, I just want to <laughs> like. There's like how you got in, how you got out, like what you learned. Uh, and oh, dude. Um, this might be a part two. Yeah, this might. But I'm going to go in. I'm going to dive in. Maybe not. Maybe not a part two. But take um, us there, man. Like the we we'll, we can split this into two episodes. Easy. Uh, OK. Yeah, pretty easy at this point, I think. Um, so Thai drug prison. Man. All right. So I had taken a break and, and come back home. To, to attend a music festival that one of my good friends had organized and put on and a pretty big, it is kind of a controversial thing. I don't want to get canceled by exposing my, my affiliations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Uh, you know, who you are um, like, I, I came back in still in my haze, right? Still, you know, I came back for a month or two, wanted to take a break and, but dude, I found some wild drugs that that summer. Like, did a whole lot of acid. Did some dyschloroketamine. Do you guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! You know, I'm not super in tune with the drug culture. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm a chemical so engineer, so usually the chemistry I've like uh, heard right, so, of. But so, 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 so like, I am learning put it so much. It's ketamine, ketamine, uh, dyschloroketamine is the chlorine mo- molecule removed, right? And yeah. it creates this uh, super drug, really hmm. that at the time was legal in Lithuania and it was all over the the dark web and stuff and you could get it for stupid cheap, right? Mm. And then it became understood what it was and now it's like stupid expensive, super highly illegal, right? It's like, but it sends you on this like six hour hyper creative like trip thing, you know? Mm. Uh, Anyways, I I spent a whole summer and fall doing a lot of that and, and LSD and mushrooms and drinking and just partying my ass off taking a break from fighting, right? Mm. Well, I get this idea after at the end of this music festival that I'm going to my my buddy we're gonna, I'm going to pitch his music festival to Thailand. Mm. We're going to do this music festival in Thailand, you yeah. know. And and because I had connections, I had friends in high places there and you know, I was we're going to go there and we're going to pitch it and cuz what did I do every weekend in Thailand? If I wasn't training for a fight, even when I was training for a fight, what was I doing? I was going to music festivals, getting paid to party with people as their bodyguard, basically. Mm. Like, I would, you know, security for my friends. Yeah. And they would pay me to go to the music festivals. But, dude, I was just like, what the hell? They love this stuff here. Yeah. It's every weekend. There's a music festival. There's an EDM festival. There's something Mm. going on every weekend in Thailand, just about at that time. So, and I told him about it. And I'm like, dude, I'm connected to this guy. He runs this thing and they've got it. They're like, well, he's one of the biggest there. We could partner, yada, yada, yada. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Go over there. Take my, take, take one of my, my people and go over there. Right. Well, I go over there and take this person and we do more drugs and, <laughs> you know, and sure enough, it, it, he, the person I was with completely like Thailand, it's Yakuza style, you know, like if you understand that, just saying that you could, this is Japanese culture, yeah. completely different than Thai culture. But my point is, is like in a lot of Asian cultures, it's 
you you sit with the families and everybody has dinner and food and stuff and you don't talk business you don't talk business until the families leave and then it's whoever's actually important to the business conversation is still at the table Hmm. that's just typical so i tell this person i'm like hey you can't go in here and act like your boss and you can't come in here and act like you normally do in business conversations do you understand that you know and what did he do he goes in and acts like normal you know and Mm. pisses off my friend who's one of my closest friends texts me in the middle of the dinner Mm. like hey this guy's offending everybody he's like hey dude who is this joker you brought here and what is he doing right creates a big fight or like the the basically like when he, it's actually time to pitch, everybody leaves. Wow! <laughs> like everybody, the families get up and guess guess what the, the the person that owns the production company and his funders and the business manager, production managers, everybody leaves with their families at the end of the dinner, hmm. and we go out and, and my my buddy texts me. He was like, "Yeah, dude, your boy just fucked this whole thing." Like wow. you know, and so we we go out. We go outside and we get in this big fight. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe you just, what, you know, we argue and fight. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. I'm going out. And I hit some friends. And, and I went to the club that I used to work security at, you know, Sugar, big hip hop club in Bangkok. If you've ever been to Bangkok and you are like, I want to go to a hip hop club. There's one of four or five. And this is the one on one of the main party streets, right? I used to work VIP security in there. And that's how I met a lot of interesting folk. <laughs> so I go out and... Same thing. I meet some meet up with some people that I knew. Uh, these couple girls, Thai girls that I knew from working the bar. They're like, "Come hang out with us." And this guy, we don't know him, but he's you know, he's a foreigner here to party. Like, just make sure he's cool. You know, I'm like, "All right, yeah, cool." Because they knew that you know I'm protected by nature, and if you're a friend of mine, I'm gonna make sure you're good. Yeah. Get to know this guy. He seems like a nice dude. He's cool. He's Swedish, like some in tech world or something. And, and uh, night goes on, club starts shutting down around 4.35 a.m., you know, and, and, and they're like, well, come back. He's like, come back to my, my hotel, and we'll hang out a little bit longer. And he's like, yeah, I got a penthouse, and I forgot which building it was, one of the tallest, <laughs> you know, one of the biggest, hmm. one of the biggest hotels. And like, we'll come hang out. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Sounds cool. And I asked the girls, like, y'all cool with that? You want to go over there? And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool, yeah, all right, fine. Get in the car. Not e- and I know this is a thing in Thailand. We're not even five minutes away from the club literally the roads that lead out of the party areas sure have checkpoints yeah it's just gonna happen <laughs> you know what i mean it's just gonna i knew that well they pull us over and they're like yeah you know, they they start asking us where they're going and, and a cop recognizes me right away mm. like oh oh <laughs> nakmoy Luchak Horn, he's like telling him, he's like, I know you, you're a fighter. Like, Nakamura is like, fighter, right? Yeah. He's like, I know you. I know you. You fight Mac Muay Thai, Mac Muay Thai. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you fight on Max. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, Stan. Where'd you go? Uh, I don't know. Go party with them. You know, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, communicating with them. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and they're talking and, and they're, they're asking everybody else, searching our wallets, searching our pockets, you know, hmm. and then they're searching the car. And a cop comes back and he's waving a joint of weed around. He's like, oh, look what we have here, you know, and being funny about it. And I'm like, oh, no, no, because I know what happens next. Mm. I mean, they want money, right? They want you to pay Did out. Did y'all have that or was that planted? That's debatable. Okay. 
and for my reasonings of wanting to potentially go back to Thailand, I don't stay know. solid. Okay, <laughs> I don't know how that right. joint got. It was probably mine. Okay. Yeah, it was mine. It was my joint of weed. Probably. Okay. We can also edit that out if we need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like an unknown thing. It happens in the fucking United States of America that people get planted with drugs. True. Okay. I don't know if I got planted with drugs or not. I was kind of fucked up. It may have been my joint. Hmm. Maybe. Probably. In, in the guy's trunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so they ask everybody, like, all right, so you, you, Sep ganja, nah? like means you smoke weed. You, know, you, you like marijuana? You smoke weed? And I'm like, I don't smoke, dude. And everybody's like, I don't smoke. And then they walk back, and they're like, because the next thing is they take everybody to the to the cop station. Everybody has to piss test if nobody claims sort of it. admits to it. Okay. Yeah. So that's Thai standard, uh, standard operating procedure. <laughs> so we go to the police station, and on the way back, I'm like nudging the girl. I'm like, Hey, do you smoke? And I asked the other girl, do you smoke weed? She's like, nah. And I, and I tapped the Swedish dude, and I'm like, you smoke weed, right? And he's like, nah. And I'm like, fuck. Because guess what I did right before I went to that club? Smoked weed. Hmm. Guess who was the only one that tested positive for weed? Me. Naturally so. So, yeah, it could have been my joint. So I'm the one that they're like, okay, you're the one. And they, they set a, bri- a price, a ticket price, I'm going to call it a, a, mm. a fine price of 100,000 baht, which is around $3,300 yep. at the time. 3000 to 3500 somewhere around there, right? I don't have that, yeah. you know? And I'm like, oh, God, it's like 6 in the morning at this point. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So I start calling the person that I was in Thailand with that I had just gotten a fight with, which is the whole reason I went out to party anyways. I'm calling and calling and calling. I'm leaving voicemails. I'm like, hey, dude, I got in trouble. Like The cops picked me up on some weed, some dumb shit. Look, I just need the money out of my bag. You know, like, yeah, I just need you. Somebody's going to come get that money, you know? Well, this, this was already after I had already called my gym boss. Basically, the guy that runs my gym that I fight for, who's also one of the largest promoters in the sport. His gym is known as one of the best in the world. He is a Muay Thai celebrity and runs the fucking sport, basically. I mean, more or less. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a dude. I'm calling him at six in the morning. (laughs) He doesn't even know I'm in Thailand. He thinks I'm at home. (laughs) He thinks I'm in the U.S. for another month. Yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, Sanzo, why are you calling me? I'm like, but I'm I'm in Tonglo and Tonglo prison. Can you imagine me, like, calling this <laughs> my gym boss at six thirty in the morning? Like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm in I'm in the police. You know, like, and he's laugh. He laughs at me. And he's like, let me talk to the 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 police. I'm like, okay, so he gets on the phone with the police general, and they're laughing. He's looking at me, and they're laughing, <laughs> laughing and shit, and, and talking and and talking, and then. He, he gives the phone back to me, and and Bo picks up and he's like, "Sanzo, Sanzo, you have to give them ten thousand baht instead of the hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. I'm like, I'm like, oh okay, oh yeah, that's about. I got three hundred dollars in my backpack. All right, cool. So that's when I started calling, you know, yeah, calling my guy. Yeah. Right. Well, he freaks out, hears that I'm in jail, takes my money out of my backpack and flies back home without me. Oh no, shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Locked up abroad, all running through his head. He thinks some Thai mafia people are going to come get him. I don't know. No, he's actually, he was just a piece of shit person and was like, oh God. And, you know, just took off. So my friend, go, my Thai friend, I call my Thai friend, I'm like, dude, go to this hotel, like, and get my money and come back to the Tonglo police station, please. And yeah. just get here as soon as you can. They're going to let me go. I just need to give them this money. Dude goes, gets to the hotel, calls me. He's like, they won't let me in. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, they said that your your friend left. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, your friend's gone. And I'm like, dude, let me talk to the lady. And they, they, she's like, they won't let me in the room. And I'm like, dude, let me talk to the lady. So I talk to the lady in Thai. I ask her politely. I say, look, this is my friend. Please let him in. I'm having a situation. I need him to go into my bag and get something, you know? And they're like, she's like, you sure? You sure? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> so he goes in. And he's like, dude, there's no money in the bag. Hmm. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, there's there's no money in the bag. I'm like, no. I was like, is there another suitcase there? Do you see another? Nobody's in there? He's like, no, there's there's no suitcase here, and all your stuff is just left here. The guy's and you're, just gone. He's just bailed. Just bailed. Just Whoa. bailed. It left me. Just bailed. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like, oh, God. And my friend's like, dude, don't worry. I'll bring you the money. Don't worry. Don't worry. Hmm. I'll bring you the money. You know, I'll bring you the money, and just pay me back, and we'll get you out. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I'm sitting there in the in a room like this with these cops all looking at me, waiting for yeah. this money to show up, and they're talking and bullshitting. And I'm sitting and I'm I'm like, can I make a phone call? You know? I get this crazy idea that I'm an American citizen. I don't I don't have to be taken advantage of like this. <laughs> I could just call the US Embassy. <laughs> so I get the bright idea that I'm going to call the embassy. And I'm like, all right. So I call the embassy. And I'm like, hey, yeah, so look, I'm I'm at this police station. They're trying to take money off of me. Um, they're like, well, what happened? And I'm like, well, they pulled us over to a checkpoint, and there was weed in the car. I don't – I think they put it there. And they're like, well, did you – did they drug test you? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, well, did you fail it? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, uh, well, you broke Thai law, bro. We can't help you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like wait, they're like yeah, we can't we can't do anything to help. I'm sorry, like but we'll 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 monitor this case, mm. you know. I'm like oh god, all right. It looks like I gotta wait for this money to get here. Five minutes later, I get off the phone. Five minutes later, the phone rings at the police station. The emb- U.S. Embassy is calling the police station to say, hey, by the way, this case is being monitored now. So. Oh no shit! Yeah. Yeah. So guess what? That three hundred dollars that was on the way. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That was probably going to pay for them to have a nice evening out and nice dinner and whatever, drinks, whatever they wanted to all six or seven cops that were in there. They don't get it anymore. <laughs> they don't get it anymore. They had the whole fucking ordeal. They don't get any money in their pocket anymore because the U.S. Embassy is now monitoring the case of an American citizen being arrested in Thailand. How do you think they responded to that? <laughs> Very upset. Very um, upset and pushed me through the system and threw me into Klong Hem, a Thai drug prison. And not just Klong Hem, they put me in the drug block with lifers. Nobody else was in that entire 400-person block prison that had were. white skin other than me and half Chinese, half Thais that have lighter skin. Hmm. The only other foreigner in that entire 400-person block of this prison was an Iranian drug mule that couldn't speak English or Thai, and they didn't know what to do with him, so they just threw him in the drug block. (laughs) 
Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah, I found my way into <laughs> Thai drug prison. That's wild, man. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's how I got there. The whole story inside is absolutely absurd and just, like, a lot of wild stuff that, like, I mean, you can see Locked Up Abroad. You can see all the movies you want, but, like, hmm. a lot of that stuff is kind of embellished and Hollywooded up and just kind of nutty, you know? But I saw a lot of things that reinforced my discontent with Western society <laughs> and and really gave me a strong appreciation for their culture. Because it was apparent within the prison. Yeah, because you weren't there just for a night. You were there for... Dude, I thought I was there for three days. Yeah. No. So they only let people out on Tuesdays and Fridays, right? Accepting holidays. Exactly. How many Buddhist holidays are there in a year? Almost as many weeks. So I'm kidding. But there's a lot, and they happen a lot in Thailand. And when they happen everything shuts down. Mm. One of the biggest complaints from expats is, I can't get alcohol today. Why? Because it's a Buddhist holiday. But there was a Buddhist holiday last week. So, you know, it just happens a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I had three days, I thought. Somehow, my the way, I forgot what day it was by day two. I'm thinking I'm getting out. And they're like, no, I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. All the names being called. Mm. And, and for the names to be called, because I had seen it happen for two days. It didn't happen. I'm like, I'm like looking at the sun. I'm like, it's about 2.30, like 3 o'clock. Why aren't their names being called? And I go ask the commandant. And he's like, oh, today holiday. I'm like, what? Yeah, today holiday, no release. I'm like, what? I'm supposed to get out today. I'm like, oh, no, no. Uh, maybe Friday. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Okay, cool. Another three days. Awesome. This will be fun. Another three days. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I hadn't even explained the conditions or like what's going on. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I spent 10 days there. I thought it was three days. Yeah. And then I thought it was gonna be six days. And it ended up going all the way for 10 days. Wow. Yeah. Uh, absurd. Like, it was just like holiday and then a break. And then like, I was thought it was another release day. And they were like, no, something else, something else. And I'm like, what the? When the, am I getting out of here? Like, oh. am I being lied to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? So, like, it, yeah, it was pretty wild. But inside, though, like, I mean, I, I'm writing a book about this. Oh, I'm, cool. I'm about halfway. I got about seven, eight chapters done. I'll probably write two or three more. But it it's hard to even get people to understand the differences between like a different culture until you experience it right mm. you can't but to see how the pris the prisoners moved and see within that prison system it's like all right so you got it drug you have blocks right of like 400 people and each block has units and in each unit there's about 100 100 people in each unit right and i think this block had four units and each 100-person unit had a boss, mm. which was a lifer who's in there forever and typically has, you know, they all have tattoos and all over the faces and stuff. And they're in charge of those 100 people within that unit. Mm. It's their job to make sure everybody stays in line, et cetera. Within that 100-person unit, 
they're split up into groups and each group has a leader right and you get your you get your your snacks your tobacco your toothpaste your soap everything rationed out each day mm. with a 25 person group and then your tasks of the day are organized everything this all happens in the morning right and, and, and this is managed by... The prisoners! Wow. <laughs> this is the prisoners doing this. Like, what would happen in the U.S. if we had that much, like, just trust in people to manage yourselves as prisoners for lifelong sentences? Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, like, that was Thai drug prison. I mean, I mean, dude, like, craziest... I mean, the th the food was great. Better than most American Thai food. But, <laughs> I, I mean, like... The food in the prison? Yeah. I mean, big, big pot... Cur I mean, I'm talking, like, big 10-gallon pots of, like, curry with chicken, foot and all, just, like, carrying them out each day. Like, wow. It, but, dude, it tasted amazing. It was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I stayed away from the pink one that, that looked a little weird and had, like, I don't know. It looked like intestines. It's it's a beef beef broth soup mm, okay. that they put all the stomach and intestines and face particles and sure. tail. Well, it's kind and of the discard. All okay. of it, right? Yeah. yeah all, you know, it's I like a Brazilian facial. Yeah, I stayed away from that yeah. one. I and I took the chicken feet out of my green curry, but you know. I mean, dude, like you're in a you're in an open air like think a think like a like a community basketball. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. a basketball court. Right? Okay. Like, okay. like a basketball like court. A you, you've been open. to Spots Park over on Wall? Been to Spots Park? Look, big open basketball court. Concrete floor, big open, right? Chain but then link caged. around. And, caged. Yeah. I, I haven't oh, been to the one on Wall, but I've definitely you been to, to a the, basketball park. You, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So you got the covering, sure. and yeah. then it's caged up, yeah. basically. And not just like a chain link fence. They're quarter, I think like quarter to half inch link, chain link, like fencing, mm. but in a chain link fence. Yeah. And then it's double stacked. You're not gonna snip it. No, gonna, and then yeah. the top has like up all the way up to the building where you might potentially try to work. There's razor wire, mm. <laughs> like of yeah. course, yeah. you know, and it's just it, you're in a cage. But there's two hundred people, two hundred people in a fucking cage outside in Thailand where it's like ninety degrees at night, yeah, hundred percent wow. humidity. And a shit ton of mosquitoes. Mm. It's like they put the prison right next to the fucking the swamp. The swamp. <laughs> yeah. It's, wow. It's nuts. So. Yeah, so you get rations of mosquito repellent, and it's a little package. Sure, oh. so you pick the square inches on your body that you... Yeah, and I out. didn't know that the first day. I'm sitting here, and they, you know, you lay out your pallet, and you get one little wool blanket. You sleep outside? Oh, yeah. It's outdoor on a concrete floor, a basketball gym, bro. That's, that's the jail you're in. Oh, wow. Yeah. I missed that part. I <laughs> no, thought it was this like... This is a hundred That was like unit. the outside... No, this is a hundred. It's not the rec area. It's no, the like rec the... area is cobblestone bricks that you play soccer on. If <sighs> if nobody fucks up, that like like by the end of the day, my feet are like stubbed shredded. and shredded. And I love soccer. I played in college. Like I love it. Right. Like it's my one of my favorite sports. I love it. So you know, I didn't care. I'm playing. My feet are all bloody and stuff. That's the outside. The gym. I mean, the actual jail is where each one hundred person unit is is your head to toe in a fucking you're on just a sleeping gym. on the floor yeah and it's outside on the floor and outside. outside 90 degrees 100 degrees if there's anything more than so 100 no, degree humidity i am just fascinated by this not and, i mean dude, what it's outdoor oh yeah there's no roof over your head no there's a roof it's a cage okay yeah let me say that differently 
It's like, not climate controlled. No. Not at all. And there's no walls. It's chained. Not at all. Fences. As a matter of fact, the bathroom is one raised elevated slab that has two holes. One's the shower side. One's the shit and piss side. No same, wall between. Same drain. No, same drain. It, and, and then even weirder is like at the bottom of that concrete slab is this slightly raised and elevated spot that just had a bunch of stagnant water before they got into the shower and shit spot to rinse their feet. When all that stuff was just dripping down into that stagnant. I was like, what the? Anyways. So, yeah, I mean, you're like, it's literally a, like, guys are in the shower. You're trying to piss or shit. There's no divider. Everybody's looking at you. And and you got homie over here singing, you know, top 10 fucking Thai heartbreak song. <laughs> and everybody else is singing with them. And I'm sitting there trying to freaking squat and shit. <laughs> splashing and singing and I'm just like and everybody's looking at me laughing because they know I'm never ever <laughs> supposed to be there right right They're like what the hell is this white but everybody loved me because they knew I was a fighter and couldn't sleep so I'm standing up and I'm like shadow boxing and everybody wants to come over and spar and clinch and you know so uh, yeah no one messed a, with you dude when I got there the commandant knew me the 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 guy who run the that block knew me because I fought come to find out he's friends with one of my Paulo Tosher, they're like buddies and know each other, but I didn't know that until after I had left. But like, he, I got there and he calls me over after the first day and I'm like sitting in line. I get kicked out of line because I'm getting special treatment apparently. And I felt terrible about it. But you know, like people had gotten in trouble for stuff and I tried to fall in line and like take my punishment and stuff and they take me out of it. So the first day I'm in line, they call me, they call me up and the, the head dudes, remember there's a guy for each block, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a head prisoner that's over all the blocks. Mm. Yeah, and this dude calls me up first day, and he's like... The head of all the blocks. Yeah, and he's a prisoner. Wow. And he walks around with two ladyboys all day. Yeah. So he calls me up, and he's like, what do you do? And I was like, sep ganja, you know, smoke weed. And he's like, huh? And he's like, in Thai, like, he a liar. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing here? Mm. You know, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, okay. And he calls two guys over, these two little dudes, right? And I knew what was going on. As soon as they walk up, I'm like, oh, these are my bodyguards. <laughs> sure enough. Phew. Sure enough. He put two guys on me and said, okay, wherever you go, Sanzo, you go play football, okay, can do, can do. Go play football, can do. You want to go eat, can do. This guy, this guy, your friend, always. Hmm. I'm like, okay. Next thing I know, I'm walking around trying to go. Block. These dudes are watching and following me like hawks. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Like, I'm like, what is going on? And I felt weird. Like, yeah. I felt disconnected from the punishment that everybody else was living. And I, that's the first thing I started noticing is, like, weird under the eye, like, glares of, like, you fuck this dude. Like, why is he, like, he he's here. Yeah. We're all suffering for our own mistakes. But look at this dude here. The commandant pulled down a, like, 40-year-old bag and was like, some way? Some way? Like, practice more, like, Practice fighting. You want practice Muay Thai? Some way? Die, die, die. Some way. Kick back, die. Like, die means you can, you know? Like, kick back. Go ahead, yeah. And I'm sitting there training, and through through a cage, I see this dude just sitting there looking at me. Wow. And I'm like, and, and then I make that realization. I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's, like, inspecting my technique. And then I'm like, no. He's pissed. He's pissed because he's watching my privileged ass over there train Muay Thai. Yeah. 
you know, and like, it's probably that, not too often that somebody's showing up in their block. That's not a lifer. Right. And they don't get, they don't get, have to see that juxtaposition. Right. That yeah. So that was famous foreigner. Like there's a lot that goes into that emotionally. Yeah. 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 And, they're like, Oh, why, what, why is this, this dude here? You know? So that was, that was intense. That was an intense thing to, to deal with outside of, you know, just thinking I was going to get out. Sure. Well, yeah. After like three or four like false starts on getting out, you start yeah. like questioning. Like, yeah. Well, and then the I knew coming? I knew something. Yeah. Well, and then visitation happened on day like six or seven, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what, the, how the fuck am I? Am I getting out? Mm. And my name gets called visitation, right? I'm like, somebody's here to see me. Hmm. I'm getting out. Yeah. I'm getting out. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I go and and they go. You go through this door just like you know you see on tv and but it's outdoor no no inside <laughs> it's outdoor and you know you go through this little cage little uh, hallway outdoor hallway and then you sit down and, and, I, and i'm like what the hell and i walk through this cage and the, the guard like points me to the seat and i sit down and i look up and across a little glass and cage and it's my ex-girlfriend that's like thai mafia <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not expected. No, unexpected. Very unexpected. How does she know you're in? I don't person? know. Wow. I don't know. You never like to this day. Know. You don't know. I still don't know. Wow. I my, I've fantasized about. Okay, one of the bosses must have said something to one of her friends, and like, oh, this white. I don't know. Yeah. She found out I was there, and wow. she came to see me, and literally just to come, and and like be like, I could help you, but I'm not gonna. Oh. Oh. Just kind of confirm with she, her own eyes. Just, just to come like, and be like, be yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> she was like, no, she was like, yeah, this is what you get. Oh, you are here. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Well, because I left her because I found out what she did. She lied to me for months about being a freaking weapons tra trafficker. Like, I mean, she didn't traffic the weapons. She negotiated the deals and oversaw the deals, right? Like, they send a pretty girl. She probably could have made one call and you would have been out immediately. <laughs> There were a lot of people that I interacted with in Thailand that could have made one call and disappeared my ass real quick. Yeah. Real quick. I don't know how I navigated that well enough to come out alive and talking about it on this podcast with you guys. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she showed up just to be like, oh, by the way. She also probably get, she could have gotten you out, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. She could. She I'm sure been like, she could have. I mean, dude, I found out what she was doing because the cops had just killed her brother in South Thailand. Wow. Who he was like a known heavy like weapons trafficker, bomb maker, like wow. in South of Thailand's like a lot like more like like what we consider terrorism. They're setting off small bombs and oh, wow. a lot of a lot of stuff there, right? And he was really well known. Well, I wake up and she's crying one morning, I'm like, what's going on? You know, and she's like, Well, my brother, they killed my brother. And I'm like, What? 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 And and she and then she comes clean mm. and she comes clean like this is my brother this is what he does this is what i do i i've been lying to him like i mean i knew you were a gangster but like whoa like Damn. you're actually in the middle of these things and so i removed myself yeah. and it and it you know it upset her big time but like i mean like what was i gonna do like you know, I didn't want to be in that situation. Sure, sure. So yeah, she could have come up. in handy in this moment. But. Yo, yeah, like well, I mean, we could have stayed friends. <laughs> 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 but 
but yeah, didn't so, want it to go to that level. You yeah, so, so I, I found a brief conversation, probably a brief, just a like, very <laughs> brief, like look at me, smile, cry a little bit, act like she cares a little bit, and then be like, okay, bye. By the way, when you get out, if you want real work, call me. You know, that's what she said to me. Like, she's like, "You want to do? You do? You think you gangster now? You want to do? You call me after, okay? Like, you know, that type of conversation." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, dude! Like, just get me out of here!" It's like, like, yeah, no, this isn't the trappings of aspiration. Yeah, man. no. So I yeah. got out. I, I eventually got out at day ten after two more episodes of I'm getting out. Shit, no, I'm not getting out. You know? Yeah. And get out, and my gym boss is like. Okay, Sanzo. Because I had a choice. It was either stay in Thailand and do a six-month probationary period or mm. go back home and have a five-year ban. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And Bo was gracious enough to be like, all right, Sanzo, work now. You know, just fight. Just focus and fight. I'm like, okay. You know, because I, I didn't want to not be able to come back. So I did that six months of, you know, probation and and fought and had some of my best fights and then you know then got kicked out of thailand for overstay oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it was on some stuff with the whole it's dude it's like i got out they were like you have six months and at like month five immigration police come up on me and they're like let me see your passport and they're like okay well here's my passport and but here's this piece of paper that says that i gotta be here i have to be time. here before i renew my visa mm. And he's like, let me see, your visa? Overstay, who come? And I'm like, no, 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 look, look. And he's like, this little paper, this little police, me, big police. I don't care. You come, you go home. I'm like, what the fuck? And sure enough, Just so I spent three days in immigration detention center and then got sent out. Immigration detention center might have been worse than the prison, actually. <laughs> was it outside? No, it was inside in a room like this with 20 people. Oh, wow. Tell. Yeah, I had to tell. Yeah. Good hell. <laughs> yeah, so I had a fun time in Thailand. <laughs> oh my gosh. So find your way home and finally uh, get home and when I get home that's when I started diving into the throwing events and getting yeah. back into the music festival stuff that I had done before I had moved right. to Thailand and right. you know and that's when that's when Selfish Heart started. It's yeah. a wild story, man. Thanks for sharing it. Uh it's something else. Really is. Yeah, this might be three episodes. I don't know. <laughs> this is beyond fascinating yeah this was a ton of fun man i appreciate you taking the time this is super cool this yeah is, dude, uh, i mean look like, like thank you, you guys for sharing it. your well, I, experience yeah i mean dude vulnerability and and being open like i'm all for it like i don't have anything to hide from anybody but the the thing is is like the the curiosity that you guys talk about it's like it's not always gonna end the way you want or think, right? Sure. But as long as you take those experiences and you learn and grow from it, that's what matters. So, well, well, love at it. the end of every episode, yep, we love we to it. ask a question. Uh huh. We've covered a lot today. We have. It's been a. I don't know that I can have any more answers for you guys. It's been no, a really no, this is. <laughs> This is a question for the audience. Uh, let's get this it. This is a, a question, question that we don't answer. Oh, okay. A question? I like it. And so I kind of want to go with, how are you watering the colors of your mind? Are you asking me to answer? No, no. this is, uh, I like this it. is the question that we leave the audience. We're leaving the audience. That, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the question. It. 
We could reject Brad's proposal. No, if we dude. On the question. Stand up. Let's see the shirt again. Okay. Stand up. We're just gonna, you know. Here we go. Remember to water your mind and grow at your own pace. Yo, dude. See, this is the fine print that people don't see. Yeah. Grow at your own pace. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So then let's. Okay. Then you know what? Let's. Did iterate. you make up the water the colors of your mind? This is from change. This came freight. Yeah, no, no, change. no. I know, but uh, it, the shirt says water your mind. Yeah. Water. Macro dose. Water <laughs> the colors of your mind. Is Does it my, say the colors? No, because that's, yeah, that's what I'm asking. The no, colors is. Uh, that's my rendition. Got it. Okay, okay. So the question to the audience is, is how are you watering your mind? Or the so, colors of your mind? Well, we're, we're creating it in real time right now. So. Yeah. We, I, I think we build on it and we iterate based on the rapid feedback I'm getting here. <laughs> and, we say, and we say, how will you water the colors of your mind and grow at your own pace? Now, the grow at your own pace thing just happens if you water your mind. Oh. Yeah, that's the outcome. Okay. Yeah. That's the so outcome. final question is, how are how you going? are you going to water the colors of your mind? I like it. Or more simply said, how are you watering your mind? I like it. All right. Cool. I'm going to think about that question when yeah. I leave here. Yeah. How are you water? Yeah. How are we all mm. watering our mind? But to each guest or each the guest and to the audience. Yep. How are you watering your mind? I like it. That's it. This has been a lot of fun, guys. This has been amazing. Thanks for having me. Love it. Thanks, Greg. This might be the longest I've sat and talked with anybody in a podcast ever. I love it. We're all for breaking records. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> boom. All right. Boom. Get us a boom. Oh, mm, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>